Hey guys, this is Jenny with the Rebel Cause and Sacred Ground. Today is April 15th, 2020. It's hard to even remember what day it is lately. Um, today I wanted to talk to you guys about our wounds and the trauma that we experience. And it's particularly when they're unintegrated when we haven't really felt into the entire emotion of the situation and allowed ourselves to sit with that, to glean what we need to glean from it, to release what needs to be released. And, you know, I think it's important to talk about this right now specifically because there is a lot of trauma that people are experiencing. And a lot of people will be going through these kinds of feelings and emotions, but because of their situation, they feel like they potentially don't have the right to feel the way they feel. And then they'll even feel additional guilt and shame about feeling that they're in a traumatic, a traumatic space or that they're experiencing wounds. And I think it's really important that we kind of talk about all of those things so that we have a better understanding about it. And our wounds and our trauma are often not spoken about in a way that is productive. Often, you know, we talk about our wounds in a way where we're bleeding all over everybody else and we're not really doing things in a way that is helpful and helping us to heal or move past those wounds, but causing more trauma and more uh, depth of pain. So, I find that oftentimes people will believe themselves to be in a constant struggle in their life experience. It's like I know so many people who think that their life is just shit and that they're just dealing with one bad experience just to roll into another bad experience. Um, and you know, any space in between that is just so that they can conserve their energy or build up their energy to fight the next big fight. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people, once they begin their spiritual journey, they think that the struggle will go away or it'll become less challenging. And often it becomes even harder. And the reason that the struggle becomes more intense is because we become more self-aware. As we deepen our spiritual connectivity, as we become more aware of our own spirit, through that self-awareness, we begin to see and witness our personal wounds because we're making ourselves available. We're no longer stuffing things down and pressing them out of sight, out of mind. We're opening ourselves up to what's actually inside and we start to see the depth of woundedness that is inside of us, you know, the things that we've been storing inside. And as we dive deeper into our own spirit, our wounds rise to the surface so that we can better identify them and heal or transmute them. Those things just want to be seen. They just want to be transmute, transmuted. They want to be released. They want it to be shifted. Transmutation means to shift something back into its natural state of being, which is love. So to transmute an energy means to shift it back into its natural state of being. In order to break the cycle of struggle, we must be willing to witness them. And to do the work necessary to clear them from our energetic and physical body. We have to be willing to look at the ugly. We have to be willing to see the things that hurt us. We have to be willing to look at those experiences from an objective point of view. And do the work 
of releasing ourselves from carrying that burden with us. Because sometimes we can carry this shit all the way to the grave. Which totally takes away from the beauty of your experience. It doesn't allow you to really fully appreciate your life experience. And one of the ways that we can begin to do the work of healing our wounds is by peeling away the layers of conditioning that are no longer serving us. That, that Those things that um, we filter our experience with. We have to identify the wounds that we filter our view of ourselves, our relationships, and our experience through. And due to unintegrated emotions and pain, we allow the fear of being hurt again to taint our view of the world and how we engage in it and in an effort to keep ourselves safe. We think we're keeping ourselves safe from the world and the horror and the pain and the trauma. But what happens is this allows for our past to cast a shadow of intimidation and fear on our beliefs and perceptions and our words and actions in the current moment. We allow that past to dictate our behavior in the current moment, the future. And not all wounds are the same. Just as a paper cut and being stabbed with a knife are significantly different in their level of trauma, victimization, pain, and scar tissue, our emotional wounds encompass all level of depth and have varying impacts on our life experiences and how we perceive or view them. We must also take into account the fact that different individuals have different levels of what qualifies as personal trauma. What may be traumatic for one individual may not feel traumatic at all for another individual and neither of their personal thresholds are wrong or better. It's just simply a part of their being. And this is really important because, you know, it's so easy for us to judge other people and to look at their individual's lives and say, oh, they have it all together. They have everything. They make this much money. They have these resources available to them that I don't have. They shouldn't be experiencing trauma. That's bullshit. I don't get to tell anybody ever what they should and shouldn't be experiencing trauma over. Their threshold is completely different than mine. And particularly if I've been doing the work of expanding that threshold by doing the work of coming back to myself and engaging in activities that push me out of my comfort zone and press me into that space of stretching what I'm capable of uh, dealing with in my life experience... You know, when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone on a constant basis, we're not going to have as much trauma or we're not going to be as easily traumatized as somebody who never pushes themselves out of their comfort zone. Their little world is going to be much smaller and much more challenging. You know, if somebody breaches that, they're going to feel a lot more threatened than somebody who's constantly doing the work of trying to press themselves out of their comfort zone is constantly trying to figure out, you know, what are they capable of, what they can withstand, how how much power actually does exist within them. So it's all subjective. And, and one person, you know, that 
may look, seem to have it all together and have every resource that they need and all of those things. We don't actually know their entire story. We couldn't possibly judge. We don't have any clue what's actually going on inside of them or what they've been through in their life that has led them to the place where they are and why those particular things would feel so impactful to them. The more traumatic your experience or the level of frequency it occurs in your life, the more it influences your perception. The more impact it has on your filter that you experience your life through, that you put all of your experiences through that are that that filter that is impacted by all of those social programs and the dogma and the motives and the um, belief systems and old outdated narratives and all of that stuff that we're filtering our experience through. And then regardless of the beauty of your current reality, you see every experience through the emotions that surrounded some of the most painful times of your life. And you guys, like, I can legit remember when I was young and my first marriage was really horrible. And looking back, you know, on the experiences that I had, it was extraordinarily traumatic to me. It was all of the things that I thought I couldn't possibly withstand I experienced in that first relationship, that first marriage. And when I met my husband now, and we started dating, there was the longest time that I punished him for the sins of my previous ex-husband. Because I was so traumatized and I was so jaded into the belief that nobody could ever really love me. Because all of the people who I believed were supposed to love me the most had treated me the worst. And my new husband had to really pay that debt. And thank God he was, you know, loved me enough to stick it out and help me to do that work. And help me to see the version of myself that he saw in me. And and just continued to show me love and compassion through that journey. Uh, no matter how bad I got as in like treating him you know punishing him for those things that my previous husband did you know and I just look back sometimes and I think god it just sucks because you know our relationship probably could have been much happier from the very beginning if I had done the work of looking at those things inside of myself prior to being in this relationship and, you know, at that point, I just didn't have the tools available to me at the time or the knowledge or the understanding of how to do that. And so it all happened the way it was supposed to. But I definitely see how it impacted that new relationship that wasn't deserving of that in such a negative way because I was still filtering my experience through those wounded goggles, those lenses, you know, those that filter. And... It's a shame because it robs the current moment of its beauty. It, it doesn't allow us to fully experience the beauty of the moment because we're still hanging on to the past. We're still living from the energy, the emotion, the trauma, and the motivation of protection of the self as we were before. And this allows your pain and trauma to dictate how you're impacted by all of life experiences. 
So we're not, not just the perceived negative ones. And these are what are, I refer to as our core wounds. These are those wounds that are so deep that, you know, you see them coming in again and again cyclically in your life experience because they're so deep. They're such a big life lesson for you specifically, for you to expand through the experiences to grow and to learn and to achieve the tools that you need to learn how to do the work of healing those spaces. And once we can identify our core wounds, we can better witness what energies we have been allowing to dictate our perceptions and experiences. So the more we do the work of healing those predominant wounds, the less tainted our view of the world becomes. And we are all here to experience the breadth of emotion. Often the opportunity to expand means that we go through really challenging experiences that can range from discomfort, mild discomfort, to trauma, to full-on trauma. And those, it's through these experiences that we have a chance to shift our perception, where we can create positive change and find our personal medicine. Our personal medicine is the opportunity to personally transform our trauma into an offering and give back from a place that we intimately understand. It often promotes immense amounts of empathy and compassion within us. So that's how you know what those things are for you. What are the things, and that's why I say a lot, what do you have a heart for? You have a heart for something because you have an intimate knowledge and understanding of it that other people couldn't possibly know if they never actually experienced a situation of that caliber. And this is a medicine where we offer ourselves in loving service to the rest of the world. Where we might offer a voice to those who feel like they don't have one. A hand to those who need loving support and so on. And suppressing our trauma keeps us stuck in a cycle of woundedness that only grows in its effort to gain our attention. And that's why you see things happening cyclically. Because if we're refusing to do the work, we're refusing to see what's in that situation for us and what growth and expansion might lie in that space for us, it's going to keep manifesting for us. It's going to keep showing up and saying, hey, you didn't see this the first time, but we're going to try again. So I'm going to actually blow this situation up a bit more we're going to make it a little more intense because maybe you'll pay attention this time. Maybe you'll actually want to do the work of healing this space. Maybe you'll actually be willing to look at what's happening. And so regardless of what lies you have accepted as your truth that might tell you that you're broken or incomplete due to your trauma, you are still whole irregardless of what you have been through. You aren't negative or unlovable for acknowledging and entering into your shadow work. You are taking responsibility for your current manifestation by looking at the energies that need your attention and doing the work necessary to create positive change. And this is really important, guys, to understand the, the wholeness aspect. And I really do think of it as like the movie The Matrix. You know, every day we engage in this life experience in a way of like what we are perceiving it to be. And so much of our perceptions are reliant on our social programming, the media, what we experience, you know, what we source outside of ourselves. But really, because of the divinity that exists in every single one of us and that we have that God energy inside of us. We are co-creating our reality constantly because we are creator and we are creators as well. 
it's like the matrix you know we're creating these things into a real manifestation of physical being this this impression of what's real and so because of that we have so much power to create the reality that we want to experience more of and because of our perceptions and the things that we have sourced outside of ourselves that tell us we're broken or that we are less than or that we're not okay or that we're wounded we believe it and that impacts our ability to trust in ourselves which that lack of trust is what keeps us from really engaging in the full potential of our power and our ability to manifest our ability to take you know more be more in charge of our existence our personal existence and our experience that we have in this time in this space and so it's really a rebellious act to be able to come back to yourself and to trust in that space above everything else to be willing to do the work to be willing to peel away all of those things that taint our view of our world experience that dirty that filter that lens that we're filtering our experience through and that is when we really start to experience the magic of everything that is in this time in this space in this universe when we can peel away and we have a more pure vision of what's really truly happening opening ourselves up to that potential power that exists inside of you and it's not even a potential power it is power it's there it's there all the time because you're an expression of divinity you can never be incomplete you are an expression of god energy which is always whole always complete always We think we're imperfect because we think we make mistakes and we have failures and all of those things. All of those are actually opportunities to redirect our energy to where it needs to be. And although I say that we're perfectly imperfect as human, there's nothing really truly imperfect about who we are because we are learning the way that we are meant to learn and we're expanding the way that we're meant to expand. It can look really ugly and challenging and we can feel like we're, you know, at the bottom of the barrel and totally been knocked down but at the end of the day everything's still there everything's still inside of you you're a hundred percent whole you have all of the resources and potentially more than you've ever had because you're always growing you're ever always evolving you're always expanding so your toolbox is always growing it's always becoming more advanced more sophisticated so don't negate the potential that you have and learn to trust in yourself. The wounds, these perceived wounds and trauma that we experience, they're opportunities also to grow and expand. They're ways for us to get to come back to ourselves, to learn exactly who we are, to understand more about ourselves and how we work, and to also learn how to engage in our life experience in a way that is less detrimental to our being. And we have to do that through experience. And, you know, if you're concerned about being real about what you're experiencing in your life, that people are going to think you're negative or unlovable, 
because you're doing your shadow work and you're willing to look at the stuff that's ugly and you're willing to do the work of shifting your perspective and opening yourself up to the magic that is held in the universe because we can only do that if we're willing to look at it. You're hanging around the wrong people, guys. It's okay to be real. It's not ideal to bleed all over everybody else because we're in denial and we don't really want to actually do the work and be willing to look at it from an objective standpoint. But to be real about saying like, hey man, I'm going through some shit. I've got some tough stuff going on. It feels heavy right now. I'm feeling sad. I feel ashamed. I feel horrified. I feel rage. I feel frustration or anger or sadness or grief. That's real. Those are feelings and emotions that none of us get to go through this life experience without touching on. And if you say that you don't, chances are you're in denial. And I highly suggest, you know, that you start looking a little deeper inside. But don't ever be afraid of being negative. We have to start being real with each other. And that's part of all our vulnerability and authenticity. And that's what gives us a deeper ability to connect and have depth of connection. You know, if we can't be real with the people in our lives, then what's the point? So make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who accept you exactly the way you are in each and every moment without trying to change you, without trying to tell you that... You know, if you're going through some things and that you're doing the work of healing that space that you're a negative person or that you're, you know, not allowed to feel the way that you feel, those people are spiritually bypassing their life experience and they're all about, you know, good vibes only, that that kind of mantra or whatever. That's just saying, like, you're not allowed to be authentic around me and if you bring me down, then... I'm not open to being around your space. I don't want to be around you if you're going to be real. So don't be afraid to be real. Don't be afraid to do that work of healing your shadow, of doing the work of healing your wounds. You know, as these wounds come up, there's a whole lot of different ways, methodologies for dealing with our wounds as we're healing them. I can only speak from my particular education as a you know learning shamanism and teaching shamanism and all of the other um, modalities that I've studied Icutonics, Reiki, etc that say that when we experience a wound when those things rise up to be seen and we're looking at the ugly we're having that memory of that horrible thing that's come up or, or you know we feel this feeling in our body and then we're doing that deeper work of figuring out what's in there and this memory comes up for us or this feeling or whatever traumatic experience manifests that we've stuffed down in there somewhere when I say that those things are seeking transmutation they shift to be they seek to be shifted back into a place of love this is where we work to be the observer So as those memories pop up, we try not to be involved as in like we don't put ourselves in the situation and feel it as if it were happening all over again. We actually want to view it as if it were like a movie 
on a screen and it was happening to somebody else and we're observing it from outside of the self. And when you do that, you know, coming to terms with the experience means accepting it for what it was and asking yourself, like, where does this live in my body? Where does it, where am I feeling this feeling? Where does this memory come from? What part of my body? And it sounds weird to do that at first when you've never done it before, but the more you do it, the more it makes sense. And we do store things energetically in our auric field and in our bodies. And once you source that place, then you can visualize shifting that place into something of love, like a golden light, a pink glittery light, rainbow light, whatever it is that works for you. Some people will visualize like flowers or plants, you know, growing out of that space that represented life and new life or whatever that looks like for you. So however you choose to visualize that representation, that is how we, you know, reprogram the matrix. That's how we reprogram our bodies. That's how we tell ourselves what our reality about the situation is and how we're going to choose to experience that from this point forward. Once we visualized it shifting into a place of love, we let it go. Does that mean I'm never going to experience that memory again? That I'm never going to think about that thing again? No. No, it doesn't. And often, what happens is because we carry the emotional charge of it, that memory may pop up for you multiple times before it no longer carries the emotional charge. And when you know that you have healed the wound, or when you know that you've really moved past that trauma is when you can think of that thought or that memory and it no longer carries the emotional charge. And so that could happen multiple times. That could happen 10 times or more, 20, 100, before you no longer carry the emotional charge anymore. But as that happens, you visual have that visualization every single time. Some people will visualize it encapsulating in a bubble and floating away. You know, some people will give it to the Mother Earth and ask her to take it so that she can help do that transmuting work for us, just like she takes manure and turns it into a flower garden or a vegetable garden so that's what she's there to assist us with there's lots of other ways to transmute your energy and 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 you guys I really also want to normalize therapy and going and seeking help when we need it there's no shame there is no uh, anything to be embarrassed about in seeking help and seeking therapy and looking for the tools that we need to assist us in living a more fulfilling life. Therapists are not for crazy people. Therapists are for every people. Therapists are there for everybody to help us. Sometimes we just need to say things out loud instead of that mental chatter because that mental chatter can get away from us and then you say something out loud sometimes that you've thought a hundred times over. You say it out loud and it sounds crazy and you're like, how in the hell could I possibly have believed that or thought that? Because I'm saying it out loud right now and it just doesn't sound right. Sometimes we just need that sounding board, that person to hear us and that we can hear ourselves speak and recognize what it is that we're actually engaging in. It's so much easier to convince yourself of things when you're not saying it out loud, when it's only internal. You're not having to validate or justify or um, be accountable for what's actually in there. And so don't be afraid to seek the help that you need. You know, don't not go to therapy because you think it's for crazy people and you're embarrassed or ashamed. Don't ask your friends for help when you're feeling sad or reach out to them when you need assistance and love or if you need somebody just to hug you or 
tell you that you're loved. That's all okay too. Stop suffering in silence. As humans, we have this thing where we think we need to suffer in silence because, oh God, I couldn't possibly put this on them. They're, they're stressed out enough as it is. If I tell them how I'm feeling, I don't want to add to their stress. I don't want to make them feel worse. That's bullshit. The people in our lives that really love us, they want to be there for us. They want to support us. They want to help us. They want to do anything that they can do to help us live our best lives. So make sure the people in your lives are those people. If you can't call your friends and tell them that you need a hug or that you need to be told that you're loved, you're not hanging out with the right people, guys. So procure your crew to, you know, be reflective of the support that you might need. We all need support at different times of our life experience. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us not able to handle our lives. It just means that we're human. That we can't possibly do it all because we're not, you know, Wonder Woman or Superman. Like, it's okay. It's okay to be real about exactly where you are. So, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to seek help. Utilize your tools. Start doing the practices of, like, looking at your wounds, observing them, do the work of releasing them. Start, you know, the more we look at it, the more we can release that emotional charge anyway. So start working to de-charge, you know, those things and take that sting out. But, you know, this is a time where a lot of people are feeling heavily traumatized. A lot of people have lost their jobs and they can't feed their kids and they don't know where their next, you know, house payment's coming from or where they're going to get their no job or any of those things and it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to feel concerned and stressed out we don't want to let it consume us right to the point where we're in complete fear we're locked in fear we're locked in a place of you know believing that things aren't going to get better or whatever it is that we tell ourselves we want to be able to look for the other aspects of the whole situation that holds any potential growth or expansion that doesn't feel as challenging or as stressful to us so everything every energy exists within the whole so when there's really horrible strain and trauma and pressure there's also some of the most levity and greater opportunities for change in our life experience Um, those heavily charged situations also have an equal heavy charge on the opposite spectrum of that experience so you know helping to recognize that that exists is important because we need to also be looking for the aspects of the opposite end of that charge that have availability for us and opportunity in new experience new space so You guys can always reach out to me if you ever need that assistance, if you're ever feeling overtly stressed out, if you're ever feeling deep wound and you don't know how to get past it, you know, you can seek me out on my Facebook page at Sacred Ground Texas or The Rebel Cause. And I would always be glad to give you any information that I might have available or maybe potentially direct you into a space or give you information that might be more assisting. I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy the sunshine. Even though it's kind of cool, it's kind of amazing and beautiful. And I hope you guys are soaking it up. 
and I will look forward to talking to you guys again until next time.